All right, new episode, Industry 45 Podcast Show. Shane Christopher Neal here, not your host for this particular podcast. In fact, the interviewer now becomes the interviewee today. Yeah, so I got a phone call uh, from Ty at Niagara College, Ty Demera, and he's a radio student at Niagara College, and him and I had a conversation about my career, if you will, in radio, which started out when I was in my late teens, early 20s, 1470 CHOW and you'll hear that story and a few other spots I made stops at took a long break and then back with Giant FM Country 89 and the Industry 45 podcast show but this was a lot of fun thanks to to Ty for reaching out and making it happen and so a very unique perspective here as uh, the guest is myself Shane Christopher Neal all hosted by Ty Demera Industry 45 podcast show right now. This is the Industry 45 Podcast Show with Shane Christopher Neal. Especially because you're at Giant FM and you uh, post that in the country station, which are genres of music I love. So I'm just going to ask you some questions about uh, being in the industry and your radio career, basically. Okay, awesome. Cool. Uh, and I did some research. I see, like, I knew you were on Giant. I knew you were on Country, but I didn't know you had a podcast, Industry 45. I was listening to that with uh, Eric the Trainer. Awesome stuff. I wish I had the mindset that guy has. That guy is healthy. And- I know that guy is killer. And it's funny because he's the first, I think, and only guy so far that I talked to that was kind of, I mean, he's in the music space because he's got a song out and a band, but his whole life is, you know, training and training musicians it was just a different interview but yeah he was a lot of fun yeah it's a, it, quite a combination like you guys were really talking about how most rock stars at least back in the day like they weren't worried so much about their health and that they were just party animals for the most part drinking beers and stuff you know yeah now shit's gone downhill <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying it's not the same these days man what's going on with that i don't know but uh he, he was good in the industry it's funny you said the industry 45 show it it all like it's it's part of giant media, right? Cause it's owned by giant TV. And yeah. what happened was they, they had the interviews being done in studio, which was great. Cause it was done for YouTube and it was video and audio, but really it limited the, the amount of people you could get in, right. Or the type of people, because we're located in such a obscure place, you know, outside of Welland. And, yeah. I, and, and then when COVID hit, we kind of went with, well, we'll just do this as a podcast and we'll, you know, call people in LA and New York and Nashville because we can talk yeah, to them. Yeah. And so, and of course with Zoom and, and everything else and Skype, you can get video as well. But uh, it kind of came through Giant TV initially in studio and now it's just become a podcast show that is on it's Giant FM. And, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I would really want to get into uh, where it all started for you because you've done things, not even just radio, but you've also done like hosting Canadian Music Week in Toronto. You've uh, been a judge on the show The Shot for a couple seasons. What actually made you interested in radio? Like, was it something growing up you wanted to do, or how did that passion start? Okay, that's a great question, because I initially, you probably don't know this, but when when I was 15, 14, yeah, 14, 15, 16, I worked over in Buffalo for the Sabres, and I worked in the press box. So I was around, you know, Ted Darling and all the broadcasters, you know, that have gone through Buffalo. Um, Rick Jenneret, who's been long standing wow. there. And I see people from NBC come and I wanted to be a hockey broadcaster. That's what I wanted to do. And I went to Kojiko, which was called 
the heck was it called? Um, had a different name and McLean Hunter, McLean Hunter. And I remember finishing high school, getting into college. I was a volunteer at McLean Hunter and I used to do the junior B games and I used to do the hosting, you know, in between periods and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to be Ron McLean, you know, kind of guy. So I got in that way. And then I just kind of went from that to, if I recall going to see how 1470 CHOW, which is now where giant FM is ironically, and I was basically, I think I went on like kind of this, whether it was an intern or co-op or something, and I worked in the copy department. So I was writing commercials. Wow. That, that must have been uh, fun. Like you could get pretty creative with that kind of stuff. Eh? It was interesting. And I got to learn how to be creative. And then, of course, I wanted to be on air. So I asked them if I could voice commercials. That's what I wanted to do. So I'll ne- this is crazy because it's so many years ago. I remember the first commercial I voiced was for para wall paint. And I remember the first line was if walls could talk, they would tell you the way a paint goes on. And that's all I remember of it. But I remember the beginning of the commercial I wrote and I first voiced and I said to them, I need to be on radio. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then, you know, you get into production a little bit to understand the board and how all that works. And Different times back then, we were with carts. We were using carts and CDs, and it wasn't all digital. So I I, kind of did that. Oh, um, I couldn't believe, because I left radio for a long time. But uh, back then, it was just fun to to learn production. And eventually, I got an evening show at See How, which was crazy, because crazy people would call in to the radio stations and want to hear, like, Garth Brooks and Tanya Tucker. But I learned a lot, and... They taught me a lot, and I ended up leaving to go to work for Doug Setterington, who owned 1220 CHSC, which is not there anymore. It was in St. Catharines downtown, and I became a producer, and then I got my own show uh, working, I think, from 9 to midnight uh, doing a request you know, kind of show. So that's kind of how I started in the whole thing. That's awesome, man. Uh, you mentioned having fun with getting creative with writing your own commercials, getting your own show and stuff like that. Would you consider this a rewarding job? It sounds like you have a lot, like you enjoy doing it. I love doing it. And what's funny is that you learn um, it takes a long time to get anywhere in this world. And radio is no exception. And it took a lot of years of working. And then I I said I left radio and I came back. And, uh, you know, learning how to be creative, learning how to be unique, learning how to be an individual because everybody thinks they want to be somebody else. If you know what I mean, like people who get into television or radio are like, you know, Ryan Seacrest is a star. I need to be like that. Well, there's only one of him. Okay. So you need to be the best you possible. You can take from things that he does or many other people, Howard Stern, whatever it is, but you know, you got to kind of be your own person. And it takes, I think a long time to get to be comfortable with who you are and what you do well. And you mentioned uh, Canadian music week. So I can talk briefly about, I when I got back into radio, it was internet radio, and it was Max Inc. Radio, uh, a place out of, uh, they were out of Wisconsin, and uh, we did, my, my partner Bobby Rock and I did a radio show online, and that kind of got me back into radio and doing interviews and understanding how radio worked, even if it was online radio. And through that, I made some connections at Canadian Music Week. I was a host there. And then now I basically do all of the scripting and, um, you know, basically run all of the, the, the conference 
from that perspective, you know, as far as what's going on in each room and who the speakers are and who's going to host it. And so it's been, but I've been there like seven years now with Canadian Music Week. So it wasn't, again, a quick fix. It took a long time to, to get where, I, where I've been able to get with it. And during that time, like that you're, all those times that you did host it and stuff, you must have had opportunities to meet some big stars. I know you've interviewed Honeymoon Suite and Platinum Blonde and, and Brighton Rock. Do you have a favorite memory from a moment like that, a favorite moment in your career? Uh, in general, I guess, you know, being a drummer, I think recently, well, let me, it's been recent, but Rich Redman um, has been a longtime drummer for Jason Aldean. And I met him years ago and, did a couple of radio interviews with them. Then I got to do a TV interview with them because I run a, a music magazine show, BS Live Rocks, which is on your TV, Niagara, your TV, Ontario. And so I got to sit in Toronto before a Jason Aldean show and interview him and get to go to the show and check him out playing live. And so that was really cool. And that's how I got to meet Garrett Goodwin, who was, you know, been with Carrie Underwood now as a drummer for a long time and a super nice guy. So they were kind of highlights, but I would probably say two things stood out to me as far as interviews. Um, one, I think, was, was you know, again, being a drummer, uh, interviewing Billy Joel's drummer, which was, which was really, oh, wow. a, yeah, that was a ton of fun. And the second one was because I was a, a child of the eighties, the decade that rocked a book came out by Mark Weiss, who was a photographer back then. And I got to interview him about, and talking about bands that I grew up listening to and love. So those are kind of some really cool stories, you know, that Imagine I, he had some of the craziest stories, eh? a photographer for a band back then. I must've been just Right, wow, and he was doing all the '80s yeah. bands. I mean, he was doing Poison, he was doing yeah, Van wow. Halen, he was doing Quiet Riot, he was doing David Lee Roth. He was like any anybody that was big in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. He was taking photos of. So they were some really cool stories. So I guess those two stand out. I guess as interviews, although you know, like I, I think I just I enjoy all of them because I think everybody offers a unique perspective of what you're talking about and you always learn something from somebody you're interviewing that you never would have thought of, you know. So I think that's kind of cool. You you mentioned the, a couple times there that you're a drummer and that you've interviewed some drummers. Did those skills of being a drummer transfer over to radio at all in any way? Maybe it's rhythm or something like that? Um I don't know. I mean other than just you know the way you think of music might you know, change a, a little bit because you have a different understanding as a, as an artist yourself. Um, I've written songs, so I'm a songwriter too, but you know, I think as a drummer, you have to be organized. You have to be on the ball. You're running the, the band. I mean, yeah. a lot of musicians might not agree with that, but you're basically running the band. You know, you're the guy yeah. in charge, you're keeping the meter, you're making things happen. And I think that, that, you know, is what radio is about too. You always have to be in charge because, when you're on, when you're on radio, you know, and you're coming up to a break, like you're accountable for everything, right? When the mic goes on, you have to deliver, whether it's the bit you're delivering, the artist you're talking about, uh, whatever you're trying to promo for the station, you have to be on all the time. And as a drummer, you have to be on as well. You can't mail it in. You know, people expect the two and four and they want to bop their heads to the bass drum. And so I guess some of those skills do carry over to radio a bit. For sure, man. I'm also a drummer, so the part about uh, saying one of the most important pieces of the band or is, I completely agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we talked about your favorite parts of the job, some awesome things. What about 
the hardest part of the job because you mentioned you get some hooligans calling in, you get all kinds of things going on all at once. You got to be controlling the board. You got to be ready for your next bid. There's so much going on. But what is the hardest part of the job? Uh, probably getting up to do a show after you're hungover from playing the drums all night. That becomes yeah. very difficult to do. Um, I, you know what? I don't know if there's a hard part other than, you know, when you go to work, no matter what you do, some days are better than others. Some days you're better prepared for your job, whatever it is. Um, and I think the same is for radio, but you got to remember that if you go and you are not taking away from anybody's job, but if you're running the cash register at some place and you're having an off day, it's not as obvious, I don't think, as when you turn the mic on and you're on the radio and you really don't know what you're talking about or you're not making much sense or you're not talking about anything interesting. Like you're standing out to a lot more people. And you so all, probably almost hear it in the voice, right? Like yeah, you're and having I, an off day. And, and I just think, you know, I don't know if that's the hardest part of the job, but just always having to be on, you know, like so some days yeah. other things bother you, you know, maybe, you know, your girlfriend broke up with you, I, whatever it is, I don't know, but you can't really convey that through your voice because, you know, your voice tells a lot about you, you know, when you're tired, you know, and I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I go on radio sometimes and I am tired because I've been out, I've been playing a gig. I get up in the morning, I do radio and my buddy messages me and he says, you're tired and hungover. I can tell <laughs> because your voice doesn't lie, you know? And so I think just always having to be on is, is probably the hardest part. You, you can't mail it in ever at any moment. If you're working five hours on radio, you need to be, you know, on for five hours. There's no mailing it in. So that can sometimes be yeah. stressful, I guess. Well, that makes a lot of sense because everyone has their days. And like, I guess just in this industry though, you, even if you're having the, the crappiest day ever, you got to, Click on that mic and pretend you're yourself plus 10% and energetic or whatever and convey a message that you're doing great when you're not, right? It's go time. Absolutely. Um, I've got like one last question for you. Do you have any advice for somebody going into the field? Uh, yeah, I, I think what I said earlier is that you have to be the best version of you and, you know, learn from people, listen to a lot of different people in the industry and take what you can that you can use but always remember no one's as good of a version of you as you are and that's tough to kind of especially in the media space to get across and you have to build your brand and i'm telling you it takes a long time to build a brand in radio and tv and media before you're the eddie trunks of the world the mitch lafons of the world if you're talking about rock and in music um and and the other thing too is that i mean I think people getting in the business today are lucky because when I got into it, if you wanted to be something big, you had to move to a big city. You needed to be in New York, Los Angeles, you know, Nashville, Chicago. I still think that's a bit true as far as making the right connections because that's where it all happens. But, you know, with digital media, with Zoom, you know, with so many different opportunities out there, uh, with the internet, you can live wherever you live and be a great host, do a great job, interview great people or create great content and become known for it and make money at it. So I think that that's a very much a positive that wasn't, you know, when I started when I was like, you know, 19 years old and I'm 51. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. And that's something you've been doing now, though, with your Industry 45 podcast, right? Getting people from all across the globe, getting on there and, and uh, contributing. Right. And, and, and I just want to point out, though, that that's not done alone. Like. Um, yeah. 
you know, I have, I have two publicists that, that work with me out of Los Angeles. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing interviews with Mike Tramp and he's overseas and he's a long time, you know, singer songwriter of, of, of white line or Dennis D young of sticks or, you know, any of the people that, you know, have a bigger name, Liberty DeVito. Actually, I, I reached out to Liberty, uh, myself from, from Billy Joel, but a lot of the bigger names, you know, I get through a publicist, right. And they hook me up and, I guess the key there is that you make connections, you do a good job, you have to deliver, have good content, you have good platforms, and and just do a good job. And like any other job, man, you get rewarded. And somebody says, "Hey, you know, I listened to that. Do you want to talk to this person? You know, hey, now now do you want to do this?" And they they realize that you know you're an A lister, you're somebody that they can rely on that's going to deliver a good product and they're going to get you good people to interview. So it kind of comes full circle, you know, it takes a long time, but it does. Yeah. In the end, I guess it, it comes around that hard work that you put into it and, and doing a good job on your show and making good connections. And I think that comes down to just being a decent person too. Like people will call you back if they get a good vibe from you. All right, there you have it, a portion of my interview with Ty DeMera from Niagara College uh, Industry 45 Podcast Show. Thanks to Ty for reaching out. It was a great conversation. I am sure he got an A-plus on that assignment. Uh, you can check out the Industry 45 Podcast Show at my website, ShaneChristopherNeal.com, GiantFM.com under my on-air show, and same with Country89.com under my on-air show, also at MusicLifeMagazine.net, of course, the Industry 45 Podcast Show is available on all major streaming platforms. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Buzzsprout, you name it is there. It's called Giant TV Industry 45 Quick Spin Show. I am your host, Shane Christopher Neal. Thanks to Ty once again. Take care of yourself. Cheers.